0: Welcome! Thanks for tuning in. Great study this morning uh, as we consider the book of Revelation once again, chapter 12. Uh, But before we jump into it, why don't we bow our heads and uh, pray first. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you so much just uh, for allowing us to be still before you to look to you together in your word. We desire for you to speak to us many voices today. uh, Many things being said all around us. Many people wanting to be heard. Father, but we know that one thing is needed. And it is good to sit at your feet and to listen to you. So would you please speak to us through your word. Give us ears to hear what your spirit would say to the church Thank you for the book of Revelation, because it is the revelation of you, Jesus. And you're the one that we want to fix our eyes upon today. And we pray this in your name. Amen. So we're going to be taking a look this morning at Revelation chapter 12 together. I know most of us have probably have read The Hobbit, or maybe you've seen the movies. Uh, it's one of my uh, family's favorite books. My wife uh, got a special edition, beautiful big book, um, has read it with our our children in the story of this hobbit in this dragon smog. And the writer of the hobbit is a man by the name of JRR Token. Um, phenomenal Writer. Uh, He wrote The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit many years before a man by the name of C.S. Lewis wrote Narnia. And if you know anything about these two guys, uh, I like C.S. Lewis. uh, Phenomenal defender of the faith, uh, great at apologetics, uh, has been a blessing to the church uh, for many years. But I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it was J.R. Token, who really spoke into C.S. Lewis's life because he was an atheist hardcore, and Token shared his faith in Jesus Christ with him, and uh, C.S. Lewis began to seek the Lord and uh, got saved. And what a what a blessing and a gift to the body of Christ that he has been. But I love uh, just considering Revelation 12. We're introduced to a dragon that gets defeated, and Jr our token said this, and I'm quoting him, it simply isn't an adventure worth telling if there aren't any dragons. And I think about that when uh, we consider uh, this beast's dragon that we read of in Revelation. So, in light of all that's been going on thus far, we are now uh, into the Great Tribulation here as we're studying through Revelation, yet future events. And John, the apostle who's receiving the revelation as he was imprisoned uh, there on the island of Patmos, Uh, his audience that he's writing to, uh, most of all, uh, needed some good news because there's times that seem um, that things just get worse (laughs) and worse. And worse, you might be feeling that way right now. It's just like, all right, I I thought we are getting past a a big thing. Things were starting to get a little better. Now we have all of this happening all around us. And even the whole world is looking in on us and seeing how we as Americans here, how we're falling apart. Um, And then I think, what's around the next corner? Is there going to be something else? Uh, We don't know for sure, but it seems like things... Um, are always getting worse. And then there's no end. And then we come up with the questions of what is the meaning of evil and all the injustice that we are seeing in the world. So we have to identify some key characters as we approach Revelation 12. Uh, First of all, in this vision, we see a woman, a dragon, and a child. Okay, The woman is Israel. And we're going to look at verses 1 and 2 here, uh, through whom Jesus would come. So in terms of his human nature, how he would enter into history. So if you take a look with me here at verses 1 and 2 of Revelation 12, now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and on her head a garland of 12 stars then being with child she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth well it makes me think a little bit about genesis chapter 37 okay most of genesis or the second half of it was given to Uh, The account or the life story of a man named Joseph. And I want to read to you guys uh, just a couple verses there. In verse 9 it says, Then he dreamed still another dream. This is Joseph and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed uh, another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars, they bowed down. Uh, before down to me and so verse 10 he told it to his father and to his brothers and his father rebuked him and said to him what is this dream that you have dreamed shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down before you and uh, this passage scripture just comes to mind in light Of revelation, because we're seeing this vision that John is having, and all these symbolic things are happening before we talk about this woman who is pregnant with this child who's the Messiah, Israel. Okay, it was from the Jewish people that that promise would come that there would be a Savior who would come to bless all people, all nations. Okay, and then we have this dragon, which if you guys look at verse 3 with me, the great red dragon is Satan. Okay, catch this. And we know that from Revelation 12, 9. But it says verse 3 here, And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great and a fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and the seven diadems on his head. As we read scripture, it often makes us think of other scriptures. I read that and I think of what the prophet Isaiah said at the end of chapter 26. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and no more cover her slain. The day the Lord with his severe sword, great and strong, will punish Leviathan the." that fleeing serpent, Leviathan, that twisted serpent, and he will slay the reptile that is in the sea. I think about this serpent, this dragon that we're reading of here in Revelation 12, the seven heads, okay? And then the ten crowns, or ten horns, and then seven crowns upon the seven heads. So the dragon is poised before... Uh, this woman who is about to give birth, okay, to devour the child. Look at verse 4 with me. Um, Let me find verse 4 for us. All right, I don't have it. I'm just going to read it. So, verse 4 says, His tail drew a third of the stars. Okay, we know that Satan, when he fell from heaven, that a third of the angels went with him, fell with him okay and those would be demons today fallen angels so a third of the stars of heaven and through them to the earth in the dragon okay we're told stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon it was born so the male child that we read about guys um is jesus the messiah Look here at verse 5. It tells us she bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. So the phrase to rule all nations with a rod of iron, it makes it very clear for you and I. Um, This makes me think of Psalm 27. Or sorry, verse, uh, verse, or chapter two, verse seven and nine. I will declare the decree to the Lord. Okay, He has said to me, "You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with the rod of iron." and you shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. So the description that we're reading about here of ruling with a rod of iron, it's not about governance here. okay? Ruling the world with great sovereignty, but of judgment. And that's what we've been seeing thus far throughout Revelation. It is the judgment of God. So shepherds protect their flocks from predators with a staff, right? So verse 5, a condensing of the gospel, okay? We consider um, Jesus being born, right? We look at the cross that he would go to to lay down his life for the sins of the world. And he died, but death couldn't hold him. The resurrection of... From the dead. And then the ascension into heaven. All authority Christ has. And they're ruling. Okay, So before the child rules with the rod of iron. Judges the nations. And then we have the dragon attempting to destroy that child. So it began with the slaughter of the children there in Bethlehem. We think back to the early parts of. Um, In the Gospels, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, spoke of that. Satan at work trying to do away with the Messiah. And it really culminated with the death of Jesus there upon the cross. But the dragon was thwarted, okay? And the child being caught up, okay? I think that's pretty cool to think about. He'll come and rule all nations with a rod. Of iron, and her child was caught up to God in his throne. So, this refers to the ascension or the resurrection. So, I looked, uh, it looked like this dragon here had succeeded, but Christ rose from the dead, guys. Do you understand how important the resurrection is to our faith? And he ascended into heaven. So what is being revealed here is really the um, origin or the, the nature, the true essence of this battle between good and evil. God had created humanity and all things in it was good. But Satan tempted humanity to sin and evil. We fell and it was bad. God called Israel and promised to save the world from sin and to conquer evil through the Messiah. Satan was determined to destroy Israel. Jesus came to conquer evil and to save people from their sin. Satan tried to destroy him and failed. Jesus defeated Satan and saved us through his death upon the cross and the resurrection from the dead. So the next section that we see in verses 7 and on here is really the summation of victory um, and of Satan's subjection to God here. It's really represented in a vision by warnings of angels representing the good of God and Satan and his fallen angels, demons. Take a look here with me. At verse 7, it says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan. Who deceives the whole world? He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So, John is taken behind the scenes here, the scenes of history, to learn the fundamental reason um, for this intense um, mounting against the church. In the last days. So, to understand this rising tide of persecution, we need to simply look at the final death struggle of an already defeated foe. And it will encourage us as believers to hold fast to the end. Colossians chapter 2. I want to read to you verses 12 to 15 buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him speaking of Jesus through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead and you being dead in trespasses and or in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh he is made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us which was or contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it and then hebrews chapter 2 Verse 14 and 15, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Isn't that Awesome, guys. This is what Christ has done. He said he would do it. Well, guess what? He fulfilled the prophecies, guys. He did it. So what is revealed now, guys, is why God's people, Israel, and the church has been, were being in the context here and are now and will be in the future's object of persecution so if we look at verses 13 and 17 now in revelation 12 it says now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child and then we see verse 17 and the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring." who kept the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So Israel and the church. So the key information here in chapter 12 is because Satan has been defeated in heavenly battle, he is now going to vent his uh, (coughs) revenge upon God's children on the earth. So this really expands our understanding then of the nature of the tribulation period that we're looking at. And the chaos that's going to really envelop the entire world. Uh, We have seen clearly that what is going on is God's wrath. It is being poured out. But we also see clearly that Satan's wrath is also being unleashed. The tribulation period is both God's wrath against evil and then evil's wrath against God. And since Satan evil can do nothing directly to God, well, the objects of Satan's fury then in which is going to be on that which God loves. And who is that? Well, it's his church. It is Israel, the apple of his eye. Uh, that's what we see in verses 13 and 17 here. So, what chapter 12 is doing is revealing the true source of persecution and warfare and opposition to God's people so that we might preserve <laughs> uh, and overcome. Okay? We keep the faith. Uh, let's look at verse 12. It says, Knowing that he has only a short time. Uh, therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. And I'm going to flip over to uh, the end of Revelation in chapter 20, verse 10. It says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So even though there will be persecution, there is also God's care and protection in some way. Uh, verses well let's take a look verse 6 jump back there It says then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God that they should uh, feed her their 1260 days now jump down to verse 14 but the woman was given two wings of a great eagle she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for time and times and a half a time from the presence of the serpents so the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman and he that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood but the earth helped the woman And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. So three and a half years of tribulation or a general statement about Israel during the times of persecution. Uh, The salient point here, guys, is that God loves and he cares for her. Uh, do not be ignorant, guys. The Scriptures tells us God is not done with Israel, as some suppose today. Um, and the same deal during uh, the <laughs> the Egyptian uh, time for the Jewish people when they were in slavery there. But it's because of His covenant love, guys, um, that all of this is unfolding why he is going to do all of this. You see, Satan's wrath um, is like an overwhelming flood that we see in uh, verses 15 and 16 here. Um, Exodus chapter 15. Listen to verses 9 to 13 with me. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied on them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your sword. The sea covered them. They sank like a lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fear in praises, doing wonders? You stretch out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You and your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. So, because Satan has been ultimately defeated through the cross of Christ, his time and his work are limited. And he knows this evil has limits. And then we see heaven breaks forth in praise. I love it. And that's what we should do, guys. And I want to encourage you uh, in the glorious believers that we have that awaits us. Um, it is good. But we also need to recognize what is unfolding in the times in which we are living. Okay, the Bible speaks a lot about the last days and what will be going on. Uh, before all of this that we've been studying this great tribulation uh, is going to take place and we see these things unfolding right before our eyes. It's pretty exciting and Satan also is a student of the Bible. okay you guys remember how he came to Eve there in the garden okay Has God said you know He knows what God has said and then he makes us question the word of God and he twists it to make us do that I think of even Jesus himself when he was there being tempted by Satan Matthew chapter 4 what did Satan use um, to try to tempt Jesus well he twisted the word of God so Satan knows the word he does know that we are living in the last days that this time is coming soon. And he's trying to take down as many as possible with him. I loved youth ministry. Um, And I know I've shared this before, but I always think of this when I think about Satan trying to do everything he can do to take down as many with him as possible. Uh, We were having a wonderful camp week long we had 127 kids out for this youth camp, so there were a lot of them. And luckily, it was 100 degrees a couple of days. Just oh, <laughs> We were in the pool a lot that week. Uh, but we also had things going on throughout the day. Well... I am there supervising, not in the pool at the time. Didn't want to be in the pool at the time. But the kids, um, they had a great idea. Hey, let's go get Pastor Landon. <laughs> he needs to come in the pool, you know, watch, phone in the pocket and all. And, you know, I could, I could take take on a few of them, but it was a mob mentality. Um, and there was a big group, okay, and I'm using uh, every ounce of energy not to get into this pool i did not want to go and i'm holding them off and more came and i'm just being pulled closer and closer to the edge and as i'm getting closer to that edge i'm thinking to myself all right i'm going down i know i am there's nothing i can do i can't, i cannot withstand this any longer okay i'm not strong enough i'm going in i'm going down And it popped in my head, well, if I'm going down, I'm taking as many as possible with me. So, as we got close to the edge there, instead of trying to fight it, I was trying to grab as many as possible. And especially those who hadn't been in the pool but wanted to gang up on me anyways. I'm grabbing as many and I'm taking this big group with me into the pool. And I think that's exactly the mentality that Satan has today he knows he is hell bound he knows his time is short he's seeing the edge and he knows he's going over soon and he's trying to take down as many as possible and we see him at work in this world like crazy right now Uh, we also see him at work within the church it's disgusting but he's doing everything he can possibly do right now to take as many with him as possible And to mess around with God's kids. I want to look at verse 10. It says here, Then I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. The Accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. So because the dragon has been defeated... We are giving hope and strength to persevere, guys. So the victory through Jesus is already ours. Do you live in that truth? Do you live in that victory? I want to read to you guys Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 39. And we know, he's writing to believers. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, he... Predestined these, he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. That then shall we say to these things, If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, for your sake we are all killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded. That neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There are difficult times right now in our lives. And there are more dark days to come. But, take heart. Jesus has won. The dragon is defeated. Christ is king. And the king is coming soon. I want to close our time this morning by just immersing ourselves in some scripture that will encourage us to persevere, So I want to take first look at 1 Corinthians 10.13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Exodus 19.4 You have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Deuteronomy 32, verses 9-11 to For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land, and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye, as an eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. James chapter 4. Verses 7 to 8. Therefore submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. And for our last one. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by the brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Father, that is our prayer we would be looking to you and as we do, we recognize your faithfulness we recognize your words your promises for us and that's where we're going to stand it's upon you, our solid rock thank you so much, Father for once again, how your word gets us looking to you You're the answer. You're the remedy. You're the solution. You are the only hope there is. We would pray humbly and ask, crying out on behalf of our nation, God, this world, so much chaos, brokenness. Father, would you please By your grace, Lord, touch people's hearts, open eyes, God. I don't know why we don't seek truth, why we don't seek you. Forgive us, Father. Help us, Lord, to be good uh, witnesses, Father. Lights that would point people to you. Because you're it, Jesus. Thank you so much, Father, for all that you have done and what you're going to do we look forward to that we thank you so much for the hope that is sure that is set before us thank you for the victory that we have in you jesus help us to walk in light of that victory in that truth to be looking to you we need to be near to you that is key so please help us to prioritize to carve out that time that space Lord, to seek you above all things. For you are worthy. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning uh, in the study of God's word. Lord willing, we'll jump into chapter 13 next week. Uh, Of course, we are doing outdoor services at Freedom Fellowship here uh, through the summer. Uh, If you'd like to join us, 9.30 a.m., Bring a lawn chair. We are practicing social distancing, uh, but it is just good to gather together in His name. And if you are uh, unable to join us, know that you are loved. And if there's anything that we can do for you, any prayer requests that you have, uh, please go to our website, cometofreedom.com, um, and just submit a request there, leave a message, and uh, we will be praying uh, for you. Um, God is good keep looking to him Uh, just one more announcement I don't have it here we've been going through the book of Daniel Um, This next week we're gonna be considering uh, chapter 6 Daniel and the lion's den Uh, been studying a little bit for that already Uh, it's gonna be great but we have all those studies of Daniel they've been really rich Uh, I would encourage you guys to spend some time in the book uh, we have posted the sermons on our website also, which you can check out at any time. Well, the Lord bless you guys. Uh, we'll keep you. Have a great week in Him. And please enjoy Jesus, okay? We've been created for fellowship with Him, to truly commune with our Maker. Um, and I think one of the biggest privileges we is we have is we just get to enjoy Him because He is good. Your cups be full, overflowing, even. You'd uh, be a blessing to others. Till next time. God bless you, and thanks for listening to today's message. For more information on Freedom Fellowship Church or to hear other teachings, please visit our website, come2freedom.com, or interact with us at facebook.com kakana church.